and sometimes it's really crowded on public transportation which is really annoying but i'd say driving is also work every time i drove i would always have really tense shoulders and i would say in public transportation i am so relaxed i take naps y'all i legit take naps on public transportation hey my name is jordan giberson i'm a texas girl living and thriving in london the best thing i've ever done moving abroad hands down and I'm passionate about helping others do the same. Are you curious about finding a job abroad? You're in the right place, friend. I'll teach you the tried and true secrets of how to make moving abroad a reality for you and how to live a fulfilling life once you get there. We'll cover topics like choosing the best visa for you, how to get a job offer in another country, how to get over your fear of moving abroad, and how to live a life you love once you get there. This is the Move Abroad Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Abroad Podcast. It's me, Jordan, back here again. So I wanted to first start us off by saying that if you have not yet done so, I have a free guide called The Five Exact Steps to Move Abroad. If you are considering a move abroad, I do think that it would be really helpful. So if you have not yet done so, there's a link in the description of this podcast episode, or you could DM me on Instagram. I'm at jordan.gibberson. You could DM me the word guide and I'll send that guide right over to you. So with that being said, today I wanted to discuss the 10 things that I learned by being abroad. This was a super fun episode to put together because I'm just thinking back to whenever I first moved abroad and how things have changed. And honestly, I feel like a lot of the things I have learned since being abroad, I just kind of forget about a lot of them because I've been here for four years and it's just my normal now. But I'm thinking back to some of the things I have learned while being abroad and these are the top 10 things. So the first thing is, and this is going to be a little bit controversial, but the U.S. is the best country in the world and Americans don't understand how lucky they have it. I know, I know you're probably rolling your eyes. You don't love hearing that. You're like, okay, whatever. And I know that right now there's a bit of a political mess and people are quite hateful towards one another right now. And while I'm not going to pretend like it's perfect, I will say that you don't know how good the opportunities are in the US. I do think that we don't get everything right and there are things about living abroad that I like way better than living in the States. So, you know, with everything, there's some give and there's some take, but I would say that the US really, there's so many great job opportunities. There's so many great opportunities to make a good income and be able to have a good home. And I think that the US is a really great place to live. And while I'm not living there and I love living abroad, I do think that the US, you do have it quite good or we have it quite good. Number two is that it is not that different to move abroad versus moving across the US. Yes, I think there are some things that are very obviously different, like if you move to another country, there will be some nuances to the culture and how it might be different. And I'd say that the time difference is a little bit different. You have to get used to that whenever you're communicating with your friends and family abroad. It's something to get used to, but honestly, it's so natural for me. I don't even think about it anymore. I say this sometimes in the podcast, and I'm going to say it again. I go home about twice a year for about two weeks at a time, more or less. And so I stay for a longer period of time. And I honestly think that if you were in the States, if I I moved to another state, for example, I'd probably be coming home the exact same amount. If not, maybe I'd be coming home one or two more times a year, but I'd be staying for a shorter period of time. Whereas now I go home twice a year and it's 
so nice. It's concentrated time with my friends and family. And I would say as well, if you work for a company that can be flexible on your working hours, that could come in clutch for you whenever you do go back to visit your family. For example, I worked for another company before this one, and I worked at a deal with my boss where I said, hey, I'll start work in Texas at 7.30 a.m., which was their afternoon in the UK. So I didn't have to work at you know 2 a.m. in the morning to be able to get my job done, but I would just put all of my meetings with my team in the morning, my time, which was their afternoon time. And then I would have half the day to just get on with whatever I needed to do. And it worked out so well. So if you do have a company that's flexible and you can work out a deal on working hours, that's amazing. My current company, most of the people I work with are actually in the US anyways. So we're used to all having meetings in you know, half the day. For example, like now a lot of my meetings are all in the afternoons and then in the morning I have time to just get on with whatever I need to get done. And it's really nice. So some companies are really flexible with this and it'd be nice if you can find a company or if you're a freelancer, then this is, you work your own hours at, or if you have a company, you can work your own hours or whatever it looks like. But having that flexibility is really nice. And on this topic of it not being that much different to move abroad versus moving across the US, you still do all the normal stuff. You still go to work. I still do my laundry. I still have to work towards making friends. I'd say it's not actually that different. Yes, there are some things that are a bit different, but it's not like everything is drastically backwards and completely insanely different, depending on where you're moving to. Number three is you don't need a car and it is so freeing. I used to have a white F-150 whenever I was in Texas and I loved that truck. I loved it so much and I was so sad whenever it finally got sold. And I will say there are times where I'm like, oh, I just really want to be in the car and have the windows down and be driving through the countryside and be screaming a Taylor Swift song at the top of my lungs or whatever song is playing, and I do miss those times. However, I would say that public transport also has its pluses, and I do really, really enjoy it. Just like whenever you sit in a car in traffic for an hour and it's super exhausting and frustrating, sometimes you have to wait for a bus that never comes, and sometimes it's really crowded on public transportation, which is really annoying, but I'd say driving is also work. Every time I drove, I would always have really tense shoulders, and I would say in public transportation, I am so relaxed. I take naps, y'all. I legit take naps on public transportation, sometimes on buses, but more on the on the tube, on the underground, and I love it. It's time where I can just really relax. It's time where I can read my book. I always bring my Kindle. Shout out to Kindles if you don't have one. I love it so much. I listen to podcasts. I catch up on text messages, and because I'm not expending energy, I'm really relaxed, and I'm you know, either relax or I'm keeping myself really busy. So the time passes by so quickly. And normally on the way to the tube station or the bus stop, I walk for about 10 minutes to get there through a really cute park. And then once I get to my destination or get to the tube stop or bus stop, and then I have to walk to wherever I'm actually going, my final destination, it's really nice to get that walk in and to have that exercise. And it makes me really happy to be able to do that. And yes, on the flip side, sometimes you have an umbrella and it's raining, but I honestly do love that I get a little walk in and it's good for me. It works for me. And I actually really, really enjoy public transportation. So not having a car, it's freeing sometimes. And it's a lot cheaper for me as well, like way cheaper to do public transportation. And I always told myself as well that, okay, I don't have a car, but if I want to rent a car, 
for a weekend and get away that I could always do that. Have I done that? No, I have not, but I really should because I do save a lot of money by doing public transportation and I do really enjoy it. And if I ever need to, I just pop in an Uber if it's raining or if I'm really tired or not feeling well or whatever. And it's really nice to have that option as well. Moving on to number four, I can keep really strong relationships with my friends and family back home. I think this was one of the biggest worries of my family whenever I first left and my friends as well, but specifically my family. But I will say that I see my best friends from college that we're we're still really tight knit group. I see them about the same amount of time that they see each other because they all live in different cities now. And a couple of them lived in the same city for a while, but I honestly feel like I'm not actually missing out on that much. Every once in a while, they'll all get together when I'm not able to go. But I think the fact that I feel like, okay, they all have their own lives now and we all still make an effort to get together and I can still enjoy those friendships is really, really nice. And the same thing with my family. I still have a very strong relationship with my parents and my brother and my sister. And I honestly don't think that it would be that much different if I were to have moved to a different U.S. city or maybe even if I was still, yeah, if I was still in Texas somewhere, but outside of Austin where I'm actually from. Number five is there's not many differences and how life works, but there are nuances. I mentioned this a little bit earlier and I think this kind of, I didn't really know what to expect to be honest. Whenever I moved to London, I really wanted to move here, but I didn't actually, you know, I kind of walked into it blindly, which I think was almost better that I didn't come in with any expectations really. So a few examples of things that are like, life is the same, but there's nuances is I dry my clothes on a drying rack. So we just have a washer. We don't have a dryer as well. And honestly, when I first moved here, I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe this. I don't like it. And there was a laundromat, like literally 30 second walk away. And I used to take my sopping wet clothes all the way to the laundromat and I would just dry them in the dryer. And it was like a pound or whatever. And then I would bring them back and fold them because I just found it ridiculous that I had to wait a day or at least a few hours in the summer for my clothes to dry. But now it's very normal for me. And honestly, it makes my clothes last a lot longer. So I actually don't mind it. Um, A few other just random nuances is the prices on the menus here include taxes already, which is so nice. And on that topic, there's not a culture of tipping as much. Sometimes at restaurants, there's like a 12.5% that's added on like as a service charge, but you don't really have to worry about like, should I tip someone 20% or 25% or whatever, which is so nice. I will say as well that if you speak the local language, the regional accents and colloquialisms can pose challenges. Uh, So don't be surprised if you occasionally find yourself in amusing or confusing language situations. Of course, this is so different if you're moving to somewhere like Italy or Spain where they speak a totally different language than English. Whereas in the UK, obviously they're still speaking English, but I'm not gonna lie, sometimes there's still, after four years of being here, times where I'm like, what, come again? What did you just say? Um, So just, you know, that's just one of the little nuances, but all in all, life is pretty much the same. I'm still doing laundry. I still have to go to work and make a living. Like, I still have to cook and clean and do all the normal things that are normal part of life. I have to make friends. I have to put effort into spending time with friends. Like, you know, nuances, but similar but different. Number six is some of the biases that you think aren't real actually are, and it is the best. Sometimes I think due to globalization of ideas and technology, countries are less and less different and all become westernized and similar. But just like how 
In Texas, some people legit wear cowboy hats and cowboy boots. British people legit say bollocks and bloody hell. And people in Italy actually say mamma mia. And the French actually walk around with massive baguettes and so on and so forth. And it is great. Every once in a while, I see this stuff and I'm like, wait, this isn't just in the movies. Like this is actually real. And yes, it's actually real. I love these things, these things that make a culture what it is, or I guess uh, reinforce these ideas of what I have about a certain place in the culture there and what people actually say. And most of the time, well, not most of the time, but every once in a while, it is actually true. And I think that that is so cool that some of these biases and, and what you think of as a culture actually are true. And I think it's a really beautiful thing that Every country is different and does have those things that make it different, but it's not so different to where you're like, oh my gosh, this is a completely different world and I don't know what to do with myself. Like, it won't be like that whenever you move abroad. Number seven is unsupportive family will become supportive. You just have to be patient. Even if your family isn't supportive whenever you leave, if you show that you will still keep a good relationship with them and show that you're happy where you are, show that you can, you're financially supporting yourself, they will come around. Of course, I can't make that a promise to you, but I will say I had the experience of my family not being 100% supportive and they realized after a few months and many, many, many conversations that this is something I really, really wanted. They said, okay, go if that's what you really want to do, but they weren't still 100% on board. But I'd say over the first few months, they were finally like, okay, we can see that you're happy and you're enjoying it and this is what you really wanted. So they were happy for me and they came around. Number eight is whenever you move abroad, you gain a lot of independence and confidence. You're going to have to solve problems. You will figure things out. And whenever you figure things out, you build a lot more confidence in yourself. I think just the fact of you deciding I'm going to move abroad, it's something to be really proud of. It is a big deal and it's a big leap of faith. It takes a lot of courage to do that. And I think whenever you finally move abroad and you say, okay, I can figure out how to get an apartment here and I can figure out how to dry my laundry on a drying rack instead of having it dry like I do in the States. Like, I can handle this. Then I think you do gain a lot of confidence and you gain a lot of independence. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. It is a growth experience. You do grow a lot whenever you move abroad. And because of this, you do gain more independence and confidence in yourself, which is always a good thing. Number nine is you will be lonely at times. But the truth is, at times in life, we will go through a bit of loneliness. But I think regardless of whether I moved abroad or not, I would have experienced loneliness from time to time, regardless of where you live. I just think that's the natural part of life, that you will be lonely at times. And so I would say this is something to expect, but it's not something that is like, oh, it's only if I move abroad that that's going to happen to me. I don't think that that's true. I think that's just a normal part of life. And number 10 of the things that I've learned since moving abroad is my most favorite one. And that is that I actually get to live my best life. I get to be that American who moved abroad. I get to live my best life in London that I love so much, genuinely. Even after four years, I still walk past Big Ben and the Tower of London and all, and I still love going to the pubs, and I still love exploring all the amazing parks in London and everything that London has to offer. There's so many things I love about living here, and I genuinely love my life, like genuinely. But I also get to be a tourist in my hometown whenever I go visit, and it makes it feel so much more special to have that time with my friends and family and in my hometown. I love that. And I get to visit Europe literally anytime that I want to. Flights are like 
$30 sometimes. And most of the time I can get away with paying less than 150 total for flights. I bet you can't say that about the US and I'm in another European country and it's literally the best. I love traveling to other European countries multiple times a year and I'm literally going to Barcelona in a couple weeks and it's just the best. I genuinely love my life in London. I'm doing an episode soon on why I love my London life so much. And maybe you can say, oh, like London actually might be a really good fit for me. So I will do an episode on that, but I will say that the the best thing that I've learned is that living abroad is amazing. Like it does take a leap of faith, but honestly, if you just give yourself a chance and go for it, I think, yeah, it'll be a learning curve on some things, but it's the most amazing experience. And I can't imagine a life where I didn't move abroad. I'm so happy. I just went for it. And I want for you to experience the same thing, aka why I'm doing this podcast and talking about moving abroad. So anyways, these are some of the 10 things I learned about by being abroad. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said in the beginning, I have a free guide called the five exact steps to move abroad. If you're interested in moving abroad, I think this would be a great place to start. You can find this in a few different ways, but a couple would be to just click on the link that's in this podcast description, or you could also go to my Instagram and just send me a DM with the word guide, like just the word guide, and I'll send over that free guide to you. But other than that, that is it for me for today's episode. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Move Abroad podcast. I'll be back here, same time, same place next week. I'll catch you then.